Hello, and welcome to Transmission Cybertron, a podcast for things Transformers, sci-fi. Let's begin Transmission. Hi, and welcome to Transmission Cybertron. My name is Rebecca. I'm also known as Control Frequency. Um, most of the time, just Control. There's a reason for that. Um, on message boards, chats, games, I usually use Control Frequency, so you may have seen me around, especially on Sabertron. Um, that is my usual message board haunt, as well as Transformers, Earth Wars. There I'm just Control, because Control Frequency is actually too long and it cut it off at the Y. So it was just control frequency and that bothered me. So I had it changed as soon as I got the EIP I had them change it. Uh, so it is just control there but other places you'll see me as control frequency. Um, I would like to give you a warm welcome again to our podcast. Our, the primary goal of the podcast is to discuss feminism as well as LGBTQ issues within the Transformers genre as well as other sci-fi genres. I am a big sci-fi fan, um, more sci-fi than fantasy. I'm a fan of Transformers since 1984. I am that old, don't ask. I am also a fan of Voltron, again, since 1984. I actually saw Voltron before I saw Transformers, so I have been in love with big giant robots ever since then. I also like Star Trek, as well as cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is one of my favorite uh, storytelling genres. I like a good, depressing, dystopian future with lots of computers and robots, because you can never really have enough robots, in my opinion. This episode is mainly going to... Uh, focus on bringing people into the podcast. Um, I'm going to try not to be too controversial in this episode because it is the first episode. We'll be bringing in guests and having interviews. I'm hoping to make it a very engaging, entertaining podcast as well as try to keep it very open for everyone to enjoy. You don't have to be a woman or LGBTQ to enjoy this podcast. Our goal is to be entertaining for everyone. So let's begin. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about women in the sci-fi fandom, mainly Transformers. Um, like I said, this is Transformers-focused, which is why it's called Transmission Cybertron. Um, I'd also like to come back to this subject later on um, in another episode, because I would like to discuss women in general and LBGTQ in general in the genre, not just the fandom. There are a lot of women and LGBTQ who are now getting into other aspects, writing, artists, animators, other parts of the genre that we have not necessarily been very noticed in before. It's these parts of the, the genre that we've always wanted to be there and have always tried to be there, but have not been able to be there until recently we started to see more people being able to break into the various aspects of the genre that we haven't been able to before. I'd like to do an episode where I have a discussion with others in the genre um, so we can get their viewpoints and hear their experiences. My experience being a woman in the Transformers fandom. 
I stayed out of the Voltron fandom, even though I am a huge Voltron fan. Um, because I, if you know anything about it, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, if you are not a fan of Voltron or stayed away from the, from the, uh, the fandom, that was probably a good idea. Voltron had a very toxic fandom. Although I, I do think that, um, there are more women in the Voltron fandom. I'm not sure why. That would be a very interesting study, actually, to try to figure out why there are more women that are more noticeable in the fandom for Voltron than there is for Transformers. I'm not even going to hazard a guess on that. I don't know. Um, what I am going to do is discuss where I come from as a woman who is a big Transformers fan. Now, as I said, I started watching Transformers when, it, when G1 first aired. I was in sixth grade, so I was a little old for the for the cartoon. Um, I certainly was not in their target for selling toys. And at that time, I didn't feel like there was any other women, any other girls in the genre. So it was very isolated for me back then. You know, um, you know it was very prevalent that women, that girls, do not play with robot toys and we don't watch cartoons about robots and it was the 80s you really had to be there to really understand and it is one thing that I do not miss about the 80s at all um, and I am glad that we are here now where we are that we can be more openly female in the genre and in the fandoms because it is nice to actually connect with other women. I'm so often used to being the only woman, you know, and especially another one is video games. Video games, I'm usually the only woman in the group and I, it's exciting to find another woman who also shares an interest in gaming as well as big giant robots that transform into cars and planes and things. Um, that is actually, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to know that there are other people out there, other women out there who also enjoy the same things you do. You don't feel so alone. You don't feel so strange. The thing about the Transformers fandom is men expect women to act a certain way in the fandom um, as people in our interactions on like the message boards and chats and things. They expect us to be kind of, you know, oh, giggly girly, you know, hearts in your eyes, you know, swooning and wooning. And, and they also expect us that way in representations like the cartoons, the comics. And in games, they don't expect women in leadership roles. They don't expect women there at all, really. The gaming community can be very difficult for women because men still, and this used to be worse many, many years ago, I've been a gamer for a very long time, um, but men don't expect us there. They don't sometimes want us there. And it can be very difficult for a woman to be a gamer in Transformers. Um, it, it can be very difficult for a woman to be in the fandom in Transformers because it is a boy's toy. Now that was the marketing from the 1980s. It is a relic. It is something that I would like to see go away completely. We're still hanging on to it a little bit. 
Unfortunately, I wish that like Hasbro would say, well, this is not just a toy for boys. You know, let's market to everyone. We are seeing more women characters. Uh, we have Nautica. Oh, I wish we had a Nautica toy. I really do. Um, we're seeing more out of RC. Um, we're seeing more out of... We saw a little bit of uh, Firestar in the uh, comics. And they kind of hinted to it in the new reboot. And I'm really hoping to see more Firestar. Um, more Moonracer, Greenlight, uh, Lightbright, which was interesting. They they started talking about Nightbright. Lightbright. Nightbright. I'm... <laughs> I'm thinking of Nightbird, that's why. Nightbird is one. A Nightbird is actually my personal favorite. Actually, my personal favorite of the female Transformers. Um, and she's my girl. I identify with her. She is my girl. Especially in the reboot of the comics, they are introducing more of the female characters. And I do like to see that. I do think we need to do a little more with that. Um, but back to, we're going to circle back here. I, I got on a little tangent there. Um, hopefully in, in the very near future, we will see more marketing towards girls and women. We are starting to see a lot more in general in, in everyday life where women are, are being included more. And that is really what we want when it comes to Transformers and the fandom. We want to feel part of this. We would like to see women more represented in the characters. It's, we can identify with them. And it, it makes it more enjoyable for us. When it comes to genders in Transformers, I, when it comes to Transformers, I tend to think of them a little more gender neutral. Uh, not having a gender is actually more believable for me in a mechanical life form because of the way that they are created as opposed to humans in, bio, in uh, organic beings. I don't wanna say biological, but organic beings, the way that we create is different than the way a mechanical being would create. However, I'm very much attuned to the experience of being able to see someone that I can identify with. Whereas I would probably be okay if there was no he and no she. I'm also very much okay seeing he and she and the way that they interact. I know it's kind of a sticking point for some people. They don't want women invading their world. And unfortunately, I have to say it, we are here. We've always been here. And we're always going to be here. And there's nothing that is going to take away our love of giant space robots. Making more stabbing each other with swords and shooting each other with guns. Yes, women like that too. I am one of those uh, who, I am one of those people who do like to see the fighting robots. That is what I'm here for. And that is what I'm going to stay here for. And there are a lot of women like me who are going to be here and we're going to stay here. And we don't want to be at war with you. We want to be here with you and share our love of Transformers. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Okay. You can be a man and I can be a woman and we can both have a similar interest. And that's where 
the genders don't matter because you like transformers and I like transformers and it's not about me being a woman and you being a man it's about us liking the same thing but we do not want to be downplayed oh you're a girl no I'm not just a girl I am a woman and I like big giant robots I don't want to change your stories I want to add to your stories I want to bring more one of the wonderful things about Transformers is how it is opening up over the years we're seeing a lot of the things a lot of things from the 80s coming back around uh, She-Ra surprisingly um, that one was a huge surprise for me I'm glad they did it though um, Voltron um, Voltron had been bubbling up every so often but the this most recent one Legendary Defender was probably I think the best I tried to watch the other ones and I never quite it was not quite there so we're seeing these shows come back around redone and more character depth put into them and I am so happy to see that because when you get more character depth when you get more depth you get more characters when you get more characters you get more diversity when you get more diversity it is just so much more interesting of a story I do believe that um, one of the fears some men may have of women in the genre is that we're gonna girlify it and I really don't think girlifying is the main focus of most of us I can't say I can't speak for everyone because I am one woman um, but I I don't I don't want to see everybody hooking up and playing house and being girly this is in Transformers this is a war and um, I and I think that um, I wanna and I hope that most women would agree with me we want we started liking Transformers because of the war and we want that to continue because that is what the story is about um, bringing more facets into it is wonderful that's something I I definitely want to see but, but the core here is there is a war between the Decepticons and the Autobots and that is what we want to see where that war comes and goes where that war came from and where it is going and what happened and the background behind it because it's been so much more interesting lately now that we've had backstory why Megatron is Megatron why Optimus is Optimus and that is definitely exciting to me and I hope that's what everybody wants to see what made the war as well as the war playing out um, and that I do like that the comics are now starting pre-war because we do get to see what builds the whole world and that has got to be a massive undertaking is all I can think of so I'm, I'm gonna kind of wrap up on that now because I didn't want to be too hit you over the head with feminism and I have a tendency to go on tangents and I don't want to do that <laughs> so um, I'm going to kind of taper off of that um, the this is the the feminism light episode I am much more opinionated about it and I have so um, you know we will be getting it into a little more in-depth but like I said this is the episode that I want to bring people into 
So we've discussed a little bit about women in the fandom and my views on why we're here. And like I said, men, we are here for the robots. You know, we're not going to change your world, so don't worry about it. Um, okay, so I am doing this entire episode without a script. That's not normally something I would want to do because you tend to go off on tangents. Queen of tangents. Thank you. Um, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so what is coming up for Transmission Cybertron? Um, as I said earlier, um, I'm hoping to get on some guests. Um, I'm actually hoping to have a regular lineup of, of uh, co-hosts. Um, that is kind of up in the air right now, but I decided I'd go ahead and start. I was kind of waiting a little bit on the comics because, because it is the end of September. Um, I was waiting for the Galaxies comic to come out on the 25th, which it did, and I've read. Galaxies was good. I, I liked that. It was nice to see the spotlight format again, especially with the Constructicons, to really get to know what's going on, because they didn't really get too much in uh, the last IDW run. So, yeah, it was nice to see them. Um, but I have mixed feelings on where the comics are going right now. As far as the reboot of the comics has been, I've been a little underwhelmed. Um, a lot of people I've heard are a little underwhelmed. Now that uh, Galaxies has come out and they're winding down to once a month on the uh, main storylines, I want to reread them all, all at one time before I give out my opinion on them. Um, if the, when I go monthly, or every two weeks is what was the case up until this month, I, I feel a little disjointed. I try to go back before the, the new issue comes out and read the last issue, uh, just as a refresher. But still, I, just, I want to read the entire story. Um, one thing I did like was seeing m more women characters. Um, we saw R.C., Windblade, Chromia, Nautica, uh, Flame War. Yeah, I had to think about it. Flame War and Stryka. Was it Stryka? I'll have to. I have to double check. I can't remember. It was nice to see all of them coming into the story very early on, rather than being shoehorned in like they were before. Um, I felt that, despite them being there early. They were token women. Time will tell on that. It could have been just because of the slow pacing. That may have been why it felt like that. Um, it could be, let's just get them in the story, and then we can pick up on them later. You know, or it could have been just slow build into their story arcs. And I felt feel like we've we've been a very sudden drop of Windblade and Chromia, especially Chromia. Uh, Chromia is of Autobots, and let it be known, I am a Decepticon, very much a Decepticon. Uh, <laughs> I think that Chromia has become a very interesting character as she entered into the last IDW run. At first, she was a little two-dimensional, but when you first introduce a character, they're always going to be two-dimensional. 
and it and it takes a little coaxing to get out the actual personality and I feel that they really started to do that at the end of the last run from IDW and coming into this new one it looked like they were there it looks like there is something on the horizon for Chromia although I felt they pushed back off on her and she kind of faded into the background a little too soon and Wimblade too Wimblade that's another one altogether for me um, I did not like Wingblade at first. Um, she has grown on me. I like the direction that she's going in now. She really started to come into her own just before IDW ended their their first run there and rebooted. So, which I'm glad to see. I, I didn't want to see a stereotype. I didn't want to see a stereotype. And I think that, you know, she may have been heading that way, but was went into her own realm of strong and, and confident, which is what I really like to see. RC didn't have any speaking lines. I don't know if that's just because RC is RC. I, you have to admit that RC has gotten so much already that she has such a developed personality and like such. No, I don't want to say developed personality actually. Because her personality, though developed, is very chameleon-like. Because she's had a, a variety of different personalities throughout time here. She started out very much one way and has become very much another way. She, but she's been there from early on and we know her. And I, I half wonder if it's maybe that you don't want to push too much RC. Let other characters have some of the spotlight. Um, I am curious to see where they go with her, though, because she has been a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of this, and a lot of that, and she's been all over the spectrum. I want to see where she falls this time. I'm really hoping we don't see a return to the 1980s RC. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So we will be covering the comics at a later date. Um. I'm hoping to have that discussion when I have a guest or a co-host that we can share the discussion rather than you just listening to me. As far as cartoons, we only have Cyberverse right now. Next year we're supposed to be getting something out of Netflix. They're producing something, uh, which I am find very interesting. Um, Netflix, I wonder if they're not kind of waning. They've hit their golden age and are waning. Um, so far, they've done some fabulous shows. Voltron being a Netflix-produced show. Um, Netflix and DreamWorks. And that was done very well. I think very well. But, you know, I have high hopes for what Netflix is going to put out for Transformers. Cyberverse, I'm going to loop back to that now. Cyberverse, I, I I don't know, maybe it's the format? These real quick little bite-sized episodes. They're, you know, they chop the episode in half, you get two episodes. I'm not sure that that format is working for me. One thing I, I have said to friends is that I'm not entirely thrilled with 
the way the Decepticons have been represented in these past couple of cartoons. Um, Robots in Disguise 2015 and Cyberverse have depicted the Decepticons in very incompetent ways. I have mentioned it, as I said to my friends, that they're just incompetent. And I wonder how the Autobots have not yet defeated the Decepticons because the Decepticons can't do jack. And they really mess everything up. And I'm not just a little. I mean, yes, these cartoons are geared towards kids. So you're going to play up the good guy and the moral of the story. And the bad guy is going to be a little not relatable. Um, which is probably my problem. I we've We've gotten so much more from our Decepticons in recent years. Motives and uh, backstory. And the reason why they are doing what they're doing. Uh, in a kid's show, you're not going to show it. One, you don't have the time. Two, you want to focus for kids. Autobots, by far, are the big sellers. You will sell more Autobot toys than you will Decepticon toys because kids want to be the heroes. I mean, I have two boys myself. Um, my oldest is going to be 11 in December. My youngest is nine. Um, my oldest is one of those always the good guy type. He, n he cannot identify with the bad guy. He's, he is a little more now, now that he's getting older, but uh, he was always the good guy. <laughs> he's just like his father. Um, my husband's the same way. Uh, my youngest, though, he's more like me. He His shockwave was his favorite. Um, he actually would not watch um, Rescue Bots. He preferred to watch Transformers Prime when that was on. He was very little at the time. He wasn't even talking yet. Um, he liked Transformers Prime. I'm like, really? Okay. Um, shockwave was his favorite um, for a while. And then it turned Bumblebee. And he became a very big Bumblebee fan. And so, you know, I get it. I, I get kids are like that. It's not until you're an adult, or at least older, because I was always a Decepticon. I really was. Um, so it's not until you're older that you really realize that there's more to it. Uh, there's more to everything, and there's more to the bad guy, and the bad guy can sometimes be cool, depending on how they write it. Um, but, you know, I get it. So, you, you need to focus for a younger crowd, for under, for 10 and under. You need to focus on Autobots are the good guys. They're going to get the upper hand every time. They're going to be triumphant, and they're going to fight the hard fight, and they're going to prevail. You're going to get that. I get that. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, so I try to overlook the fact that the Decepticons are utterly incompetent in the cartoons lately. And that's why I'm hoping, because Netflix is Netflix, and they realized with some of their other shows that it's not just the ten and under crowd watching, it's also their parents and adult fans. And I hope they continue with the way they were going with all their other shows. And 
and do much more depth with the Decepticons as well as the Autobots. Uh, so, you know, other topics we're going to be discussing, and we have, you know, the comics, the cartoons, the fandom in general. We may not be hearing much about toys on this show. I, we will to an extent, because, of course, a lot of people that are in the fandom collect the toys. And I have my little collection of Transformers sitting right here next to my desk. Alright, they, they've gotten kind of big for a while there. I have an army of Skywarps and Scar Starscreams <laughs> and Megatrons. I actually have a lot more Megatrons than I thought I ever would. Um, and then I have Blur and Whirl right in the middle of a mass. They're Double check here. Yeah. Because Jetfire's, Jetfire's broken, so he's not up on the, uh, on the shelf. But poor Blur and Whirl are sitting here surrounded by Decepticons. They look very uncomfortable, even for little plastic toys. They look very uncomfortable. Um, we will be talking about toys a little bit. Um, there have been on Twitter Genevieve had put a picture of Flame Toys newest Windblade. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> that is not that is, that leaves me speechless, but not in a good way, to be brutally honest with you. It makes me want to throw things. Um, it feels like a step back, especially for Windblade, but it feels like a step back. And I think, I think that if we bring toys into it, it's probably going to be more along those lines. Um, what is... How is the representation going, good or bad, uh, for women? I was very happy to see a new Nightbird toy. Um, no, I don't have it. Um, I do have the uh, Takara Re Legends release of Nightbird. Um, and if anybody out there has her size and weapons that they are willing to part with, I am willing to pay for I keep losing her size. M mostly, I lose her guns. They just seem to... I, one She was in the kitchen. One fell off. I have not seen it a year later. I still have not. Uh, but I was glad to see a new Nightbird toy. I don't have it. Um, I'm debating on whether to get it because I have heard that mold. I got an email. <laughs> I've not heard good things about that mold, and it makes me wary. I'm very careful where I spend my money on toys, so. I love Legends, even though she is just a repaint of RC. And I think that's one of the biggest disservices that we get for uh, female Transformers is they're really only, for a while, it was just really RC's mold, and that was it, because that was the only toy that was made. Um, so everybody ended up her, and I, that is a disservice. I, I don't like them reusing any molds, um, but I get it. It's got to keep the cost down somewhere. I do plan on devoting an entire episode to Nightbird. As I said, she's my girl. I love, just love. And she's my girl.
choose sniper. So that is what I'm hoping to, in general, cover. In the future we'll be having guests, that's a definite. We will be bringing in people uh, for more discussion, um, as well as interviews. Um, I will be bringing in a diverse group of guests so that it can be entertaining for absolutely anyone. My goal, as I stated in the beginning, is to be here for everyone, even if our focus is on feminism and LGBTQ. This is what I want to see represented. And yes, we're going to discuss the issues because they do concern us. But we're also not just, it, it's something that we I want to get out there. It's not the only focus of my life. I want, and I want to show that when it comes down to it, we're all in the same fandom and we like the same thing. Even though we are discussing issues for a certain group of people, this is something that can be enjoyed by everyone. That's the goal. That's, that's the goal. That's what I want to do. So we're going to wrap it up now. I think I've rambled on long enough. I've, again, I just want to let everyone know I do have the Twitter up and running. I have not really posted on it yet, but now that I've... I didn't want to until I actually had an episode recorded. So do look us up on Twitter. It, it's at TransCybertron. Uh, T-R-A-N-S-C-Y-B-E-R-T-R-O-N. TransCybertron. I'm also hoping to have a YouTube channel so you can actually watch me talk. I know you're all looking forward to that. But in the meantime, until I get all of those set up and going, um, if there's any topics that you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you because uh, I want to hear what you want to hear about so we can discuss that. Until then, this has been Transmission Cybertron. Thank you for listening.